Welcome to a New Testament journey. We'll have our Bible reading followed by our devotional. Matthew 24 Jesus left the temple and was walking away when his disciples came up to him to call his attention to its buildings. Do you see all these things, he asked? Truly I tell you, not one stone here will be left on another. Everyone will be thrown down. As Jesus was sitting on the Mount of Olives, the disciples came to him privately. Tell us, they said, when will this happen and what will be the sign of your coming and of the end of the age? Jesus answered, watch out that no one deceives you, for many will come in my name claiming I am the Messiah and will deceive many. You will hear of wars and rumours of wars, but see to it that you are not alarmed. Such things must happen, but the end is still to come. Nation will rise against nation and kingdom against kingdom. There will be famines and earthquakes in various places. All these are the beginning of birth pains. Then you will be handed over to be persecuted and put to death, and you will be hated by all nations because of me. At that time, many will turn away from the faith and will betray and hate each other. And many false prophets will appear and deceive many people. Because of the increase in wickedness, the love of most will grow cold. But the one who stands firm to the end will be saved. And this gospel of the kingdom will be preached in the whole world as a testimony to all nations. And then the end will come. So when you see standing in the holy place the abomination that causes desolation spoken of through the prophet Daniel, let the reader understand, then let those who are in Judea flee to the mountains. Let no one on the housetop go down to take anything out of the house. Let no one in the field go back to get their cloak. How dreadful it will be in those days for pregnant women and nursing mothers. Pray that your flight will not take place in winter or on the Sabbath, for then there will be great distress, unequalled from the beginning of the world until now, and never to be equalled again. If those days had not been cut short, no one would survive, but for the sake of the elect, those days will be shortened. At that time, if anyone says to you, look, here is the Messiah, or there he is, do not believe it. The false messiahs and false prophets will appear and perform great signs and wonders to deceive, if possible, even the elect. See, I have told you ahead of time. So if anyone tells you there he is out in the wilderness, do not go out. Or here he is in the inner rooms, do not believe it. For as lightning that comes from the east is visible even in the west, so will be the coming of the Son of Man. Wherever there is a carcass, there are vultures gather. Immediately after the distress of those days, the sun will be darkened and the moon will not give its life. The stars will fall from the sky and the heavenly bodies will be shaken. Then will appear the sign of the Son of Man in heaven and then all the peoples of the earth will mourn when they see the Son of Man coming on the clouds of heaven with power and great glory. And he will send his angels with a loud trumpet call and they will gather his elect from the four winds and from one end of the heavens to the other. Now learn this lesson from the fig tree. 
As soon as the twigs get tender and its leaves come out, you know that summer is near. Even so, when you see all these things, you know that it is near, right at the door. Truly I tell you, this generation will certainly not pass away until all these things have happened. Heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will never pass away. But about that day or hour no one knows, not even the angels in heaven, nor the Son, but only the Father. As it was in the days of Noah, so it will be at the coming of the Son of Man. For in the days before the flood, people were eating and drinking, marrying and giving in marriage, up to the day Noah entered the ark. And they knew nothing about what would happen until the flood came and took them all away. That is how it will be at the coming of the Son of Man. Two men will be in the field, one will be taking and the other left. Two women will be grinding with a hand mill, one will be taken and the other left. Therefore, keep watch, because you do not know on what day your Lord will come. But understand this. If the owner of the house had known at what time of night the thief was coming, he would have kept watch and he would not have let his house be broken into. So you also must be ready because the Son of Man will come at an hour when you do not expect him. Who then is the faithful and wise servant whom the master has put in charge of the servants in his household to give them their food at the proper time? It will be good for that servant whose master finds him doing so when he returns. Truly I tell you, he will put him in charge of all his possessions. But suppose that servant is wicked and says to himself, My master is staying away a long time, and he then begins to beat his fellow servants and to eat and drink with drunkards. The master of that servant will come on a day when he does not expect him, and at an hour that he is not aware of. He will cut him to pieces and assign him a place with hypocrites where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Preachers have done a lot of weird stuff with Matthew 24. Part of the problem is chapter divisions, which were only added to the Bible in the 16th century. Chapters make you think you can look at chapter 24 in isolation from the 27 chapters around it madness that way lies. Jesus's prophetic declaration about the temple, verse 2, which sets up this whole chapter, is the simple follow-on from the prophetic actions and parables we've seen over the last few chapters. The Son of Man is bringing the end of something as well as the start of something. Jesus's references to betrayal, love growing cold, the abomination that causes desolation, shaking ground, the Son of Man, appearing like lightning, and the gospel being preached to all nations are then played out in chapters 26 to 28. If you flick back and forwards, you'll see an amazing parallel of language between these chapters. The predictions of Jesus also continue to be played out between the resurrection and the destruction of the physical temple in AD 70. Jesus said they would happen within the generation, and they happened within 40 years. That's not bad prophetic insight. So, does this chapter have anything to say to us today? Firstly, we must follow it in awe and wonder to the cross and resurrection. We see Jesus' work there, not just as forgiveness of sin, but as the birthing of a new age for the whole earth. Think about that. And then, we must follow Paul, 
Peter and the New Testament apostles in hearing Jesus's words, a promise of the master's return after a long time away. Overwhelmingly, universally, the apostolic preachers spoke of this return, not as a scary prospect for the church, but as a wonderful hope. Not as a murky terror rolling in from the distance, but as a delicious consummation of what was started in Christ. And they repeated Jesus' urgings of verses 42 to 47. Be ready. Don't let your love grow cold. Be faithful. It will be so good for you if you do that. So, so good. You'll inherit all the earth. You will co-rule with Jesus Christ. Here's a question for reflection. If we asked your friends and family what you truly hoped in, what do you think they would say? We pray God's word bears fruit in your life. For all the information about the New Testament journey, head to www.anewtestamentjourney.net.